0: Welcome to a short special bonus episode for Side by Side with US Bank. This is a limited series in collaboration with our show and others. And among other things, this series looks at the gaps that exist socially, economically, and financially, and how they differ based on class, race, and gender. It's great that a major national bank is willing to have tough conversations like this one so publicly, so that we can all listen and learn from each other. You can follow or subscribe to the series wherever you listen by searching Side by Side with US Bank or visit side-by-side with usbank.com. In this short episode, you'll hear comments from Tim Welsh. Tim is the Vice Chair of Consumer and Business Banking at US Bank, responsible for 30,000 of the bank's employees. I spoke with him from his Minneapolis office and asked about how small businesses are faring in the post-pandemic economy. We talked a lot last year about how businesses are doing during the pandemic. How are they faring as we come out of the pandemic? We also touched on a number of other topics, and I'm presenting some of his responses here, starting with my question to him about what businesses need now.
1: Let me take a particular piece of that, small businesses, and just talk about how we help power the potential of small businesses. And I think, Chris, it's certainly apparent to everybody who's read the paper in the last year that small businesses were really, really hit hard uh, during this pandemic. And I think we have done a couple things that we've tried to do to Really support them in this, the most powerful of which was the Paycheck Protection Program, mm-hmm. where we had literally thousands of our people working nearly 24-7 uh, for months at a time to make sure that we could help companies provide payroll and all the other things they need to do to get through this. We we're really honored to be able to help more than 165,000 businesses, uh, more than 1.3 million people who work at those businesses. And we talked about the fact that if you look around your neighborhood, there was likely some family that lived in your neighborhood that we were able to help. And that was really powerful. But we're now at a different stage with small businesses. We've hopefully gotten through the worst. And what we're finding, uh, Chris, is there's a lot of desire now to grow businesses. And that has to do with not only how do you get a loan or a credit card to grow your business? But how do we make it easy for you? Because if you're a small business owner, most of them didn't get into small businesses because they wanted to be associated with banking. They got into small business because they had a passion for their business. And we're trying now as hard as we can to make everything really simple, easy payments, easy um, easy uh, banking products, so it just integrates naturally into what we do, into what they do, so that hopefully they can grow their business and focus on the things really important to them. What we're seeing with small businesses is they got through the worst, they're now excited about growth, and they have customers, generally speaking, coming in droves. And a big issue for them is how do they find enough people to keep uh, employed, to uh, work in and providing whatever services they're providing? So I actually think, as for many small businesses, the opportunity is how do you manage the growth and how do you make sure that you have enough people to be able to do that? If you then think about powering the potential of consumers, I think it is really important to point out that the pandemic has highlighted disparities and inequities that we already knew existed, but they've only become more paramount. And with each passing day, it's becoming clearer and clearer, some of those disparities. So we're all very clear on the racial disparities that have been highlighted. But but you also have, are starting to see some age discrepancies as well so millennials as a category you know people want to be able to buy a house a common thing for uh, millennials is to be able to buy a house housing prices are up an extraordinary amount because largely there is a shortage of supply right there's only a million houses for available for sale right now there are more than 1.4 million real estate agents right i mean so we've got a real imbalance in supply right now and that is driving up home prices we as a bank are trying to do everything we can for that home first-time home buyer, and particularly through our project access, we're trying to provide uh, housing opportunities for minority communities, particularly the Black community. Um, the other area we're seeing a lot of inflation is used cars and car prices in general, driven in part by the ship shortage and just the overall aggregate demand. And so what I think there for younger people, there is a real squeeze. And uh, because you can't, it's hard to buy a house and cars are getting more expensive. And so I think it really highlights the need for millennials in particular to be managing their money effectively and using tools like we provide in our app and lots of other institutions provide to be able to be really thoughtful about how you're managing your money. So we are seeing right now a tremendous amount of innovation occurring in the financial services environment, particularly in the area of cryptocurrency. And this is a topic that a lot of people are paying attention to, a lot of people get very, very interested in. And I think this is one example, Chris, of many examples where we are all learning to navigate in new territory. And what I think is important about this, I think it's very good that we're seeing democratization of investing opportunities. It's great that lots of people have the opportunity to invest not only in cryptocurrencies, but in a whole variety of investment vehicles, because one of the most important things, particularly for millennials, is to be able to save money. And you should be saving money in all kinds of different forms. But I also think that it's important that we all take the the lessons that have been learned over many, many years of investing, which is that diversification is a really core element of that and while we are all become fascinated by new asset classes like crypto- cryptocurrency it's i think wise to think about how one diversifies any portfolio so that you have a whole set of asset classes and not simply take bet on particular asset classes at any given point that seem to be in vogue and so you know without too much commentary on any particular asset class i think just you know the long the long lessons we've all learned of keep saving money that's the most important thing and then diversify the money that you're you're saving so that you get uh, a fair and balanced return is probably uh, has been sound for a long time and probably continues to be sound one of the most important trends that i see going forward is i think we all learned in the pandemic about uh, inequities and injustices in ways that we hadn't particularly been paying attention to before and i one of the things i am personally most excited about is in the community where I live, which is Minneapolis, St. Paul, and in communities all across the country, I am seeing countless people and countless companies asking themselves every day what they can do to create a more just society and how we can hire more people of color, particularly those in the black community, how we can hire, or excuse me, how we can provide mortgages to a wider range of people I, and countless other things that you're seeing. And I think if, one, if a decade or two from now, we all look back, and say, we use the pandemic to create a more fair and equitable and just society. Boy, none of us would ever want to go through a pandemic, but that would be a pretty good outcome. Uh, That would be a, a change. And I think I see that in a lot of different places. I personally am trying to do everything I can in my community on that front and support others who are trying to do similar things.
0: I'd like to say a big thank you to Tim and the U.S. Bank team for having that conversation. I learned a lot in talking with him, and I also really appreciated his candid and direct approach. Uh, I was going to ask him about inclusiveness and how they as a bank are addressing racial and economic disparities, but he was way ahead of me. Uh, He talked about it several times uh, in addition to the comments we just presented there. And I don't only appreciate the words, I also appreciate their commitment to a clear plan of action. If you would like to hear more conversations like this, follow or subscribe to the Side-by-Side with U.S. Bank limited series. You can do that wherever you like to listen. They have partnered up with some other amazing shows to discuss financial literacy, the racial wealth gap, and more. Oh, and finally, I also asked him if I should put all my money into Dogecoin, since I figured, you know, I'm talking to a senior bank executive here, and he actually said I'd be probably better off with a more balanced portfolio. I decided, okay, I won't put 100% of my money in Dogecoin. Fair enough. Can't win them all. Thank you, Tim, for that advice. And thank you listeners for tuning in.